ASMR. ASMR, yeah. I'm eating a burrito. Weird. Magwood Channel's podcast. It's like the coolest, hippest podcast out there, man. Is it? Yeah. All the we're hipsters. so cool. Yeah, it's we're huge in Greenwich Village. Sweet. In one person's apartment. Okay. It's like four foot by ten foot. Hey, that's okay. You do what you got to do in New York, right? It only costs four thousand dollars a month. <laughs> only the bargain price. My name is Moose. I'm the husband. I'm Jody. Over there's the wife. The wife. We do TV shows, movies. Let me take a sip of my Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you weirdo. Get ready for my colonoscopy tomorrow. Oh my God, you're sharing that. I'm sharing that. You, If you know anything <sighs> about me, I overshare. Yeah, you do. When, when there's a mic in front of me, I am prone to overshare. Oh my God, yes. Hey, it paid for this mortgage for a few years. Oversharing did? <laughs> kind of, yeah. At, at the cost of my personal embarrassment. Thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, colonoscopy is a legit medical procedure. Absolutely. There should be nothing to be ashamed of. But for some reason, for I'm me. kind of frightened about it. Yeah, I'm sure everybody feels that way before something like that. It sounds daunting. I know, right? Yeah. You're going to be out and people are going to shove a camera up your you it, know, tailpipe. And not just that, but like you got to clean yourself out first. Yeah, that's the big one. Like if it was, <laughs> and, and we'll get to the movies yeah, and stuff yeah. here in a second. Sorry. But if it was just like you just show up and knock you out and stick a camera up there. Yeah. Make sure you're okay. And then, and then you, you go about your day. Yeah. yeah. But it's a whole process. Like, yeah. You got to drink this. No solid foods the day before. Yeah. But anyway, and uh, we'll uh, next. There's our tease from the next podcast. Find out how Moose is bunghole. <laughs> no, let's not do that here. Come on. Let's talk about uh, it's kind of the unofficial Halloween edition because we got a couple scary-ish movies. And it's October. And it's October. So, okay. Let's put that old Halloween stamp on there. That's right. We'll start with Megan. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you don't know what Megan is, it's the movie about the uh, AI doll that this girl makes or fine tunes to give to her now uh, orphaned niece who's living with her. Yeah. She works for a toy company. They're kind of developing this and they kind of test it out with a real kid that they happen to yeah be caretaking for yeah and um so all hell goes it all goes wrong mm-hmm. uh and people die mm-hmm. and um megan yeah yeah it's, i don't know if i call it a horror movie though. it's a little bit sci-fi meets horror maybe i mean yeah. if we want to if we have to really put a label on it i guess you could put horror on there but i think it's more of a thriller sci-fi like yeah. a sci-fi thriller sure you know kind of in the way that Blade Runner is a sci-fi thriller. Sure. You know, it's not like a, there's no horror there. There's some horrific moments. Yep. But anyway. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like Megan. I, I liked it more than I thought I would. Hmm. I remember seeing the trailer being like, okay, fucking doll is going to murder everyone. <laughs> it's like new Chucky, right? Yes. Kind of in a way. Kind of in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The bones are there kind of of Chucky, but it's different. It's yeah. not like some voodoo possession of a doll by a murderous convict yeah what do you think of megan i thought it was okay i mean there are parts i didn't like and i'm sure we'll get into that but uh i don't know it was just it was just okay i mean the concept is fine you know like you said it 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 is kind of reminiscent of chucky but it's a doll that goes nuts so 
Yeah. Um, and it kind and, of falls under the things our kids are watching. Yeah, absolutely. Our our oldest is wanting to watch so many scary movies. And we're like, oh, I don't know. Let's test the waters and see how the nightmares go. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it might, might be leading into some more scary movies for us. But I don't know. Like, and is this like a cautionary tale about AI? You know, AI gets a lot of buzzed right now. And yeah, you know, um, there's a movie called The Creator, which is about AI. Yeah. It's supposed to be good. And this one definitely, I think, can be in that conversation. Sure. You know, about AI going wrong. Yep. I think mostly, I think, yeah, you can talk about AI with this movie, you know, but I think it's more a movie about family and dealing with grief. And I know we've kind of banged that drum a couple times over sure. the last couple episodes. It just, I think it's just coincidence. Yeah. But, um, and like being there for family, you know, being how to how to emotionally help somebody who you love, like because Allison Williams' character, the 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 aunt, yes, and once nothing, and the to toy do, creator, the the, the developer, creator, yeah, the yeah. one who created Megan, essentially, yeah. well, uh, seemingly wants nothing to do with her niece. Like she's, she's a career cr- woman. There's a lot yeah. of things you could talk about here, like yes. you know, women in the workplace, oh, God, taking yeah. career over family. That's, there's a lot of discussions, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, she wants nothing to do with her niece. She just wants to knock it out of the park with her development of these toys that interact with kids. Yeah. And the movie starts out where she's kind of trying to show off the, the Megan to the boss played by Ronnie Chu. But anyway, um, it it didn't work out too well, but that was kind of one of the quips I have with the movies when she decides like, Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to make Megan work for my niece. Mm -hmm. She instantly fixes it. Like, mm-hmm. all the bugs are worked out, just like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. What, what was missing before? I guess maybe the uh, necessity fueled the fix? Either that or, you know, some of the dialogue was that, like, Megan learns by interacting with a real child. So maybe that kind of maybe w- seemingly fixed some things. Obviously, it didn't fix anything because she just went rogue and nutso. But, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's the key to it. I don't know. You, you can know, program it all you want, but, you know, she it's a learning computer. What's missing, I think, is, so the toy company is this corporation. It's They're essentially like Hasbro. Sure. They even mentioned, like, Hasbro's their competitor. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if I know anything about corporations, lawyers, they don't do shit without their lawyers. Right. That was a big plot hole for me. To be fair, Alyssa Williams, Allison Allison Williams' character, Gemma. Yes. Kind of went rogue and developed Megan fully with her two other assistants without proper corporate authorization. Sure. But... When they signed off on it, when she demonstrated it, and they, they're like, yes, this is going to make us a ton of money. Yeah. All they mentioned with lawyers is, go talk to lawyers, because Gemma's going to need a pay raise. She's going to want a pay raise. There's no mention of, like, how many fail-safes does this kid, this robot have? Yeah. Because I would think a toy that is autonomous with a child, if I'm a lawyer, I'm like, okay, we got to have at least five kill switches for this thing. Yeah. Not just the verbal and the switch behind the neck. Right. But there's this be, pen, yeah. pen light that she looks at to turn off. Yeah, there needs to be more safeguards and testing in place for that. And 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 the other aspect to that, as the movie goes along, obviously there's issues. 
yeah. they're and they're raising their hand like, hey, there's issues. Hey, there's issues. And the the boss is like, too bad. Present it anyway. Yeah, like no David, corporate right? lawyer would ever green light that. They would squash that. You know, and so that was a big plot hole for me there. Well, well I think but. the way they got out of the reason that away is because there was a deadline. There's pressure. They had still. to get it out. Yeah, but still. That would lawyer, never fly. Yeah, they were yeah. not. The, even if the d- deadline is tomorrow. Yeah. If there's any issue. The first, yeah. yeah, if there's any hesitation, any issue, they would have full stop. You know, no way. And can we talk about, so the whole gist of Megan the robot, did you have something? No, I don't know where you're going with this, but I got some more stuff to say too. <laughs> well, so she like learns and develops and you know what I liked? Initially, I didn't, uh, there was something about the coaster stuff. You know how. Oh, Megan you need a first, coaster, Katie. And, yeah, yeah. Megan would remind Katie about the coaster. Yeah. And then towards the, we know that Megan's in a different state. Yeah. Because. Even Gemma looks at the drink that's not on the coaster in front of Megan. Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Megan didn't remind Katie about the coaster. Oh, interesting. One of my favorite scenes is when she keeps reminding Katie to flush the toilet. I know. That's so so relatable. If I could have a button, a robot in the bathroom that like, as soon as my kid stands up, like reminds her to flush the toilet. (laughs) Side note, I bet that's easy. Sorry, that's probably embarrassing for me. Well, it, we're not talking about our child. No, it's, not we've ours. We've heard stories from other yes, children, other, of course. Yes, other parents, but yeah. That's probably an easy fix. You know, a photo, photo memory uh, lens and something that triggers a... Oh, that's creepy, audit. though. It's like watching you go to the bathroom. Like, I don't want that either. I just need, like, a yeah. voice-activated thing. Wait, you don't want people watching you to go dookie? <laughs> no. Or my kids. Sorry. But, uh, one thing I, that didn't make sense at all, it was clearly just a moment for, like, meme-worthy viral trailers is this one. Megan? It's the dance scene. Yeah. Where Megan's in the hallway and she just does this little dance. She's before, going after people. Before ultimately yeah. killing David, Gemma's boss, and then eventually killing uh, the other dude, Kurt. I don't know. Sure. Why? Why I know. was she dancing? I was like, what is, like, what is the point of this like little dance scene? You know? I don't know. It was weird. and I don't even recall an earlier moment in the movie where Megan's like, what is dancing? That is intriguing to me. You or know? That, that that her and Katie dance together even, or, you know, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was off putting for me and like kind of out of place and just like a kind of a way to maybe show off some CGI for Megan. I don't know. It was, it was not fitting for me. So it I don't think there's a lot of, out. I don't think there's a lot of CGI with oh, this movie. I okay. think probably with the Megan face. Yeah. Cause they used a real girl actor for the body. Okay. And they used a, 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 a grown woman for the voice. Okay. And I think they just either had a mask on or when they needed talking. Yeah. Maybe they just did CGI. Yeah. I think the dancing is look, we're in the day and age where you need clicks. Yeah. And you need stuff to go viral to sure. get people talking about it. And I think that was, 
maybe what that was. Partially, if yeah. not wholly responsible for why Megan's dancing in a hallway <laughs> before killing one of the main characters. Yeah, unless it's just to like kind of symbolize that like she's gone full on nutso now, you know? I don't maybe. know. I, I, I'm not quite sure what, for me, it was just like, okay, what's with the dance number? Yeah. You know, this isn't a musical. <laughs> it's supposed to be a scary thriller. Yeah. That said, I thought Megan was fine. You know, it was the worst movies to go see. I don't think it was that scary. No. I kind of feel like some of the acting was not great. Oh, yeah. You know, like. I was about to move on, but I can't move on without shitting on Allison Williams. Yeah. She's horrible. Like, there, there wasn't a lot there. There's no depth. There's no, there's not a lot of like believable emotion there for mm. me i don't know just kind of flat and then i don't know some of them were kind of over the top like like the boss character is it david yeah like the, i don't know he was just a little bit much i don't know it just wasn't good quality for me i katie was great megan was yeah. great you know i thought i, I thought allison williams is fine but she's not Again, it goes back to nepotism. Her dad was Brian, is Brian Williams, yep. NBC anchor. And yes, he's not in the business, but you know, that provides you a little step forward. Probably. And I don't think she's that good of an actor. I think she's very wooden. Yeah. There's not a lot of emoting in yeah, her. Yeah, that's what I was kind of trying to say with yeah. like depth and, yeah. you know, just kind of being a believable character here. But despite yeah. that, I thought Megan was fine. And, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I think you can actually watch it with your kids for the most part. I mean, Older and, kids. 10 and over, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I think it's PG-13, but... Might be a little gory scary for littles, but... Is there any gore? There's, like, the stabbing with the paper slicer. I mean, yeah, that's kind of gory for a little one. That I mean, some yeah, even maybe. just kind of, you know, Megan attacking um, Gemma and, Kate, mm, you know, yeah. Katie having to kind of do battle there. I don't know. I mean, that wasn't gory, but it could be... Gory. Kind of frightening for for littles, you know. Your little ones. Yeah. Shall we continue some Halloween chat? Ooh, yay! We move on to um, this one's probably more in the scary column. Yep. Um, no one will save you. Yep. Which is a movie on Hulu, featuring the uh, the great and underappreciated Caitlin Dever. Yes. We know her from Justified. She was in season I want to say three, the one with Maggie. What's her name and the the deadly uh, uh, whiskey. Oh, yes. The apple whiskey. Yeah, whatever. she played Loretta. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a movie about a girl, a young woman, I should say. She's in a house by herself, and we don't know much about her, but we quickly piece together that she is alone. Her mom died, and as she goes through that whatever small town, people just want nothing to do with her. She's almost like ostracized. Yeah. And then she goes back to her house and all of a sudden somebody busts into her house in the middle of the night. Turns out it's an alien. Yes. And um, she ends up battling some aliens. And uh, we find out through a little flashback towards the end that she was responsible for the death of her best friend mm -hmm. when uh, she was like 10 years old. Yep. And uh, No One Will Save You, I thought, was a really, really good movie. Like intense in parts poignant it even had like some kind of art house moments to it sure um i'm thinking of the scene where she is um um she's on the alien ship and i don't want to give too much away but there's a there's a moment there the music's kind of like 
wispy and poignant and she's crying and then she meets her younger self and eventually forgives herself. Yeah. And I don't want to give the ending away, but I thought the ending was pretty fitting. She ends up being happy. Um, The other people in town, debatable on whether they're happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't really know, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. What do you think of No One Will Save You? Uh, It it was a little scary and intense. I had to peek through the fingers a few times, cover my face and eyes because it yeah, it doesn't do get well with the nope, it just gets too much and and it like I know it's coming because either like music gets keyed up in that way or it's super quiet and you're like, oh god, this is gonna scare me. This is gonna scare me. I gotta cover my eyes. So just, yeah, that's me watching scary movies just once in a scary movie the scene where it's quiet there's no score uh-huh. and the door opens and it's like <laughs> and it's quiet after that i just want somebody to fart <laughs> right because you're so expecting some sort of you yeah. know sort of jump just the character needs to go oh okay and then the thing jumps out yeah okay is this a comedy or a scary movie no, it's a scary movie okay. but you know throwing a fart that would disarm the audience they'd be like oh that's funny and then the thing jumps out okay well when you make your own scary movie you can do I'm that calling steven spielberg that's right steven spielbergo i thought it was interesting it it uh the creatures were scary and i thought very well done the aliens and whatnot This movie's still kind of like got unanswered questions. So I don't know. Kind of makes you think about some stuff. And I read an interview with the writer director about that ending. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not, I don't think it's vague as to what happened to her in the town. Right. We know what happened to the other people in town, right? Yeah. Um, But his kind of feeling is it was kind of left for you to decide whether or not she was actually happy. Because of she reached some point to be able to forgive herself for yeah. what she did to her friend Maud back in the day. Right. So the, or was she happy because finally she has people to interact with, even though those people might not be as people as you'd think. Sure. So the alien invasion was a good thing. Right? I guess. You know, and then, then like there's thinking about the aliens found kind of like a suitable adversary with her. Like yeah. we can't defeat her, so yeah. you know, this is a unique animal let's let it survive in in our new world that we've created yeah because probably at i mean she outsmarted some of them and kudos to this character because look at you like you know you're kind of in a small town she's kind of portrayed as like kind of this nobody like a homebody person and nobody really regards her or views her you know as a worthy member of this community but Look at her go. Like she's resourceful. She battles and smartly so and defeats some and after and after they keep kind of like sending them or you know it, then I think like sh- they do kind of realize like oh okay this one's stronger than most of them so we'll let her live, you know. Or they cuz they they take her on board their ship and they essentially kind of tap into her memories Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe they found that she is already kind of damaged and broken broken Mm -hmm. and to put this one through the paces of the other people on the earth Mm -hmm. it's kind of pointless Hmm. interesting they're just fine they're just going to continue kicking that can down the road yeah 
So maybe they found, they deducted that she will be happy just living in this new world that we as aliens have created Hmm. and she won't bother us. She doesn't want to fight us. She's not trying to kill us. She just doesn't want us to fuck with her. Right. So we won't fuck with her. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was an interesting movie. I, I thought it was well done. Uh, It was interesting because it's a movie done. And I think you mentioned this one beforehand, but there's not a lot of dialogue in it. There's like two lines of dialogue. Yeah. Like you get this whole story visually. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I've ever really experienced that before, which makes it kind of unique and different, you know? And, and it's a very good visual story because you, you get all kinds of facts and information about her and her life without it being dialogue. So that's, that's a, big skill to you know kind of a big thing to try and accomplish yeah well they say yeah. in um tv movies show don't tell yeah so they, they, they really literally did. had to show yeah just about everything and yeah. they did a good job but yeah they did it in a good way you know minor quip sometimes the alien cgi was a little janky but mm. you know not anything that took me out of it by any means i, I thought overall it was well done well shot yeah acting was good scary you know? Was good. Yeah, scary. Yeah. And you had some kind of nice, poignant moments. Like, it's not just a popcorn movie. It is, but there's also something kind of deeper going on there. Like, yeah. I, I sometimes I wrestle with, like, and maybe you do too, uh, kind of, you know, allowing yourself to move forward. Yeah. Not, not being so hard on yourself. Yeah. Granted, not, neither of us has killed anybody. Right. But even then, I think at some point, you could, you, you reach a time period where it's like, yeah, I feel horrible for what I did, but I was a kid then. Yeah. I'm, I have to move on. You know, I yeah. can only say sorry I'm so many times. Yeah. And finally, um, an Apple TV show that we've enjoyed called Physical mm-hmm. about Sheila Rubin. This is a fictional character in the 80s who seemingly launches an, uh, an exercise empire. And it's kind of the story of how she came to be the queen of exercise, granted a fictional character, but, you know, definitely exploring some, you know, some problems like bulimia and marriage, you know, co- co-parenting marriages, divorce, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, and it's not just explored with Sheila and her eventual ex-husband, David, but also with uh, Greta. Greta and her husband a little bit. Mm-hmm the dynamics with husbands and wives, but season three, uh, we just finished that. That was the final season. It's a little bit of uh, women's empowerment too. It is. And like breaking out, like, you know, in the eighties, women were trying to kind of break out of those traditional roles. A lot of, a lot of women had to go into the workforce, you know, and be working moms and career moms. And, and they wanted that too. And, and so it's a little bit about that as well. Like, you know, I love that one part where she kind of drops the kid off with her ex-husband and is like, congratulations, we now share 50-50 custody, you know, like as it kind of should be. Like, you don't get to just have this career. I have one too. And we need to figure that out together, you know? And yeah. Yeah. And it kind of touches upon like, you know, dating after divorce and how do you go forward? and 
you know, there's, yeah, there's the, the eating disorder and the self-esteem and confidence. Like there's just so much here that, you know, you can kind of unpack with it, but I like it. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. I recommend it to anybody. Um, it, it, it scratches that itch for eighties if you're looking for that, but also I think it's good writing, um, good acting. Rose Burns great. Yeah. Um, I thought the guy who played her husband, David, was great, only because he was so annoying for most of that series. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and, it's, and it's interesting how she started dating that dude, Carlos, mm-hmm. and it kind of seemed like he's the nice guy. She's definitely going to end up marrying him and da-da-da. But she, you know, eventually tells him, like, they break up because he wants to hear more from her than just how her career's going and struggles with the career. She doesn't feel safe enough with him to share all the parts of her. Okay. Yeah. Well, so they broke up and I like that she eventually, the show ended where she doesn't need a man. Mm -hmm. She just needs, you know, her friend and her convictions and her dedication to her career. Mm -hmm. And she's still a good mom. It almost like ends with like, you know, you can have it all. You know, you don't need a man. You can be successful, have children. And I like where it ended. It just ended a little differently than I thought, where she goes back down to Mexico and, you know, meets up with uh, John and his wife to kind of put a cap on that. Mm-hmm. But I recommend it. Yeah, I do too. I, I think Rose Byrne is great. She, like she, it's so believable. You forget you're watching her. Like mm-hmm. she does a great job with this character. So I love that. And and all of them really, they, like they're very... Very believable people, you know, acting is very stellar in this show. Indeed. But there's no scary in it. No scary. No. I mean, deal. I mean, dealing with other scary issues, topics, but. Yeah, there's like real life scary stuff like bulimia, eating disorders. um, Mental illness. Mental illness. yeah. Yeah. But there's no monsters per se. No, no. Less Halloween-y. So that's on Apple TV. Plus, yeah, should go check out physical. I got, yeah. uh, I got nothing else here. Yeah, me either. Should we take her out? Absolutely. All right, get in that hallway. We're dancing. <laughs> yeah. A slap right across your face. Yeah. Wow. All right, that's gonna do it for us. The Married with Channels podcast available on your podcast provider. Make sure you give us a download, share. Share, tell your friends. Yeah, I didn't know the last line. <laughs> that's why that's your thing. Yeah. And uh, give us good reviews. That's always appreciated. Until next time, I'm Moose. I'm Jody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.